A British woman has created a customized life jacket that allows a disabled goldfish to swim. The woman came up with the idea while not having plans on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I thought that was wow. pretty funny. Chase in supposedly hot water for one of his jokes from Saturday Night. I can, I, yeah, I never can tell what's an actual controversy and what's not. It's really difficult, right, in the modern era. Two everybody, people are pissed off on Twitter. Right. Two people are too pissed off on Twitter. So I I hate to even bring it up because it might not even be real. There's the one about uh, uh, Israel giving out the COVID vaccine. He, the joke was uh, the Israelis are leading the world as they have vaccinated half their population. And Chase said, let me guess, is it the Jewish half with the idea that Israel vaccinated the Jewish half of the population and not the part that's Arab. Right. Um, uh, I don't know. That just seems like uh, a decent political cartoon to me. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Um, wouldn't have thought twice about it, but I saw a couple yeah. of headlines about it over the weekend. Whatever. Yeah, the, long, huge... the long history of Saturday Night Live's anti-Semitic views, you know, that sort of thing. Oh, please. Yeah, I'm a huge supporter of Israel. Always have been. Huge. But I have no patience for the any criticism of right. Israel as anti-Semitism. Or any joke or anything. Yeah, please. No, no. Um, I am uh, fine with any criticism of China. Absolutely any. I, I, maybe, I maybe took in too much... Well, I didn't do it on purpose. I just took in a lot of podcasts and articles and uh, this and that, and there was a lot of China bashing um, over the weekend, and, and deservedly so. Um, not China, but kind of a similar topic. Did you see 60 Minutes last night? Did you see the story on Syria? I Ooh. did not. Oh, boy, yeah. And about halfway through it, I was thinking, is this good for me? Should I be watching this? Is this going to make Ugh. me... Um, it, it was gruesome. They, they even did a, a little disclaimer warning on it. Which, you know, 60 Minutes has done some pretty gruesome things over the years. And for them to say, this is not for everyone to watch. They got into just the awfulness of Syria over the last however many years that they've had the civil war going on. That uh, Bashar al-Assad is on the verge of winning, by the way, with the help of Russia, by absolutely, you know, just doing uh, anything you can think of as a madman to stay in power, completely ignoring world, uh, well, actual legal rules and just any decency whatsoever that is that we thought existed in the modern world. They're, they're, they're breaking all the norms and paying no price for it whatsoever. I remember that was his papa's playbook, too. Was that 25, 30 years ago when the, he just leveled the city of Hama and everybody in it because they dared uh, breathe uh, notes of resistance? And he thought, okay, um, I'm just going to sacrifice tens of thousands of people, kill them all. Uh, everybody else will get the message. We'll rebuild the city eventually, and that's the way they do that. They do it in that part of the world. It's 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 horrific to see. Yeah. So I know this is really dark, and uh, you know how how much dark do you want out of your radio show or your podcast? But the fact that China is doing what it's doing, Syria is doing what it's doing on the scale that they're doing it, and the world just lets it happen. You know, shut up with your never again, or um. Well, I got to word this carefully, or I'll be in huge trouble. I, I, I'm all for, uh, you know, movies about the Holocaust, museums about the Holocaust, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But let's not act like that's a one-off in human history, and 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 put all our grief there uh, uh, for something that happened historically. If we're not going to pay any attention to what's happening right now, 
Yeah, while observances of the Holocaust and knowledge about it are 100% necessary, uh, it's easy to focus on that. Well, they use that as an excuse not to focus on what's happening. It always seems to me that 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 anything around the Holocaust, for instance, is approached with a how how could this happen? What an awful thing! How did the world let this happen? Thank God that's over. That no, it's happening right now over there. Yeah, happening right now right. over there. We we should we should pay attention to that too. And 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 if we should have done something about that then, which we should have, how about we do something about this now? Right. Uh, that, and what really, really bothers me is you have uh, corners of the globe, the Western world primarily, that have instituted systems of government where this sort of thing can't happen. It won't happen. It will never happen again. And we're so consumed with self-hatred and self-criticism, and we're told this is the worst system and it needs to be torn down. Are you kidding me? Brutality and and, and bloodshed and horror is, and, and no civil rights, that's the natural state of the beast that is homo sapiens. We've crafted this incredible system, imperfect but incredible. We have to preserve it, not destroy it. Yeah, I was thinking of someone I know who did a bit of a lecture not long ago about how they're, uh, as a young person, not proud of this country and, you know, blah, 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 all the all wow. the sins of the United States of America. And I would like to... Uh, I was thinking of that last night, watching that thing about Syria and everything I'd read about China over the weekend and everything like that. There are countries out there like that. How about we use that as a standard as opposed to perfection Mm. and realize that we're on the side of that sort of thing not happening and less of that happens in the world because of our existence. There'd be a lot more countries doing what Syria and China are doing right now if it weren't for the United States. Instead right. of using some sort of has never been ch- achieved before, will never be achieved perfection among the races and equality and all these different things um, that 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 seems to be the modern inward looking goal for a lot of uh, your young university types. Very frustrating when you look at the horrors that are going on around in the world. You're going to spend time criticizing the United States while this is going on. It's just weird to me. And, and one more note on that theme, if it were not for the enormous United States military, a lot of the regimes that are more than happy to run concentration camps right now would be sweeping across the globe and bending more and more nations to their point of view, their way of doing business, their complete disregard of human rights. I had one, more, I had one more point to make on that, but we'll tell you about that right after Simply Safe. Yeah, a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe. You want to keep your family and your home safe and whether it's from a break-in, fire, flooding, or a medical emergency, Simply Safe Home Security delivers award-winning 24/7 protection. All kinds of simple in Simply Safe. Um, the results are anything but simple. The results are fantastic. 24/7 protection, all the awards that we've mentioned throughout all these commercials, beating out much more expensive, much more complicated systems. But it is simple to set up. Set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. It's simple to order. We'll tell you how to do that in just a second. And there's no long-term contract, so it's simple to sign up for. Simple to get out of if you decide to do that. You got an arsenal of cameras and sensors, best professional monitors in the business. All you have to do is go to simplysafe.com, use the code Armstrong, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. It's a 60 day risk free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong for your free security camera. That's right. You get a free security camera. Just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Um, but anyway, if you, if you have the stomach for it or ever have the desire to know what's been going on in Syria, watch story two from 60 Minutes last night. It was, it was ugly. They were talking to these journalists that 
risking not only their lives, but risking guaranteed awful torture if they were caught, sneaking out the documentation to the world so that hopefully someday there will be a prosecution of uh, Assad and all the people that were involved in the um, systematic rape and torture of their own citizens for all this time. And they've got the pictures and the stories, and I mean, it's gruesome. It is gruesome what they're doing over there. But they risked, you know, having those very things done to them to sneak all this information out. So hope maybe the world can prosecute these people someday. Boy, that's that's courage. And it's probably worth pointing out that the uh, coalition of forces, including significantly the United States under Donald J. Trump, wiped out ISIS. Can you imagine if ISIS was still on the scene there? Anybody fleeing Assad's regime goes into the arms of ISIS and God knows what happens to them. Man, be glad you live where you do and were born where you are born. And one more thing on this, because it is such a dark topic. What do these two things have in common? What's going on in Syria and uh, China? Who's paying the price from whom? It's people being killed by their own governments. That's the most common thing that happened in the 20th century. It's not some other country killing you. It's your own government. That's the most common thing that happens. Everyone should remember that all the time. And cherish the Constitution that limits the government's power. That's something. Anyway, all right. I went dark no, there. I'm said. sorry. I'm sorry I went dark. I don't know what's wrong don't with Don't be me. sorry. It was Need my birthday yesterday. Maybe I ate too much you birthday cake. Well. I ate a lot of birthday. I couldn't stop eating birthday cake last night. Wow. Even it, with all the sprinkles. I Even with the sprinkles. It just... Birthday cake has a hold on me like few other things have. I just get mm. I just get going and birthday cake versus donut. What's uh who's the champion in the in the jack bracket? <sighs> freshly made birthday cake. A freshly made donut might beat it, but but fr- usually you're getting birthday cake. It's real damn fresh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's God, like it was choosing good. between a kiss and a hug, Sean. Exactly. Why bother? Yeah, kiss. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> But I really went big on the birthday cake until I was like, kind of felt sick and ashamed. I mean, I had the emotional component of shame, and then the uh, the, the sickness of just too much sugar and fat in your belly, mm. combining for yeah, shame, shame, shame. shame. And then the reward this feeling. morning of stepping on the scale and having it scream at me, "You idiot!" Fat. I have a scale that yells at me, "You idiot!" What do you think you can just eat as much birthday cake as you want and pay no price for it? What gravity doesn't exist in your world? My scale yells at me. Wow, like a, a Marine Corps drill sergeant scale. That's a brilliant idea. You got to uh, team up with some tech guy and do that. Does that exist yet? That is a pretty good idea. Copyright. Can I do that? Does it work? Sure. Anyway? Absolutely. I jotted it down just now, the year 2021. There's there you like, go. It's like when Columbus patents. landed and I declare this is mine. That's that's my idea. The, the I scale have discovered that, this land. The scale that yells at you is my idea. I like it. Any you, Tough love. any you Bay Area entrepreneurs, you're going to sink $100 million in it this afternoon with an app. No, too late. I've claimed it for my own. <laughs> um, we got some... A veteran teacher has been fired for refusing to give the Wakanda salute. What's the Wakanda? Well, I suppose you'll tell me. And some great, great COVID news. I mean great. And I have not been a person on the great side of the COVID news for the past year. But this is great stuff that we got to get to this hour, so stick around. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
look, this has taken a tragic toll on the United States, but we should be optimistic, in my view. I think we're going to continue to see infection rates decline into the spring and the summer. Um, right now, they're falling quite dramatically. I think these trends are likely to continue. The new variants do create new risk. I think B117 creates some risk that we could see a resurgence of infection in certain parts of the country and higher prevalence overall in the spring and the summer than we might have seen without this strain. But it's not going to be enough to reverse these trends at this point. I think it's too little, too late in most parts of the country. I thought that was fantastic news. So there are new variants out there, but we've got too much herd immunity going right now for them to get to, to catch hold. So wow, that's Scott Gottlieb, too. Yeah, Scott. Uh, you know, he's been a steady hand. He's not been a, a bomb checker or a, you know, a, a hyperbole thrower. From the beginning, I will always remember he was the very first person, probably just about a year ago, first person I ever heard say, there's got to be a mayor or a governor out there that's got the guts to shut down their city or their state. And I thought, what are you talking about? Can that even happen? He was the first person I heard say it, and turned out, obviously, yeah, that was the direction we were headed. But him saying um, it, it's going to be more or less over soon, in agreement with that guy from Johns Hopkins we were talking about last week, I, I'm really excited about this. We're going to be at like 80% or more people have either had the vaccine or um, uh, had the disease by April, and according to Gottlieb there, 40% is the number, so... Well, yeah, indeed. Let's uh, plunge on with clip number 40. If you look at the counties in New York and New Jersey that had greater than 45% seroprevalence, meaning that 40, more than 45% of the population was infected going into the winter, they really didn't have much of a winter surge. So once you get to about 40% of the population with some form of protective immunity, you don't have herd immunity, meaning that this mm-hmm. won't transfer at all. It will continue to transfer, but it will transfer at a much slower rate. And that's what we have right now around the country. So if we had known that you only got to get to about 40%, wouldn't we really have been encouraging young, healthy people to go out and get it? And really hyper-protecting the oldsters, yes. Because you could get to 40% pretty fast if, like, every person under 40 in your county got it. Yeah. Yeah, which at one point, uh, probably uh, under the influence of an intoxicating beverage, I suggested we should do. All you college kids, I said it many times, you college kids, go out and party. Go out and smooch a near stranger. You know, go to the bars, do your thing. You're young, you're healthy, you'll be fine. I mean, one in a million of you will will perish of the thing because of some genetic weakness, and that is a terrible thing, and for that family, a tragedy. Uh, unspeakably sad, but uh, for as a population... How would that have been as a plan compared to, say, crushing the economy and sending millions of people out of work? Is there more I mean, from it's Gottlieb? it's not that nuts. Uh, you know what I'd really like to, to hear? It just caught my eye. Is uh, Well, yeah, let's do, um, let's do 43. I don't believe that this vaccine is going to get moved to 12 and under heading into the fall. Um, the studies are underway right now looking at that. Uh, it may be a question of trying to reformulate the vaccines at a lower dose for younger kids because they develop a more robust immune response from the vaccine. What's likely to happen is maybe it's not licensed for 12 and under, but we have it available if we have to put it in that age population if, in fact, we run into trouble. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, students are likely to start school without being vaccinated for 12 and under, and maybe in the high schools we introduce the vaccine. And they're talking about next fall, right? When they're talking about returning to school. Well, and part of the reason I wanted to play that clip is to get to 36. This is Jonathan Carl and Jen Psaki, the uh, press secretary. 
Does the president support the idea of making that funding in the American Rescue Plan contingent on schools reopening? So a requirement, you receive funding, you bring, you bring students back. Uh, that, that's not a contingency that we're putting in, that we're, we're recommending to go in, a, in, a, in the bill or in legislation, mm. John. I think what he believes is that school districts, working with our Secretary of Education, who we certainly hope will be confirmed this week, need to make a determination about what works best for them based on these CDC guidelines. There are a number of mitigation measures and steps that can be taken. Vaccinating teachers is one of them, but also hiring more bus drivers, hiring more school teachers, having smaller class sizes. And we're going to work with school districts, our Secretary of Education, this will be his first priority, to do that. But many of them need funding because they don't have additional funding in their budgets to be able to do that and plan for the school years ahead. That's but keep just, in mind, if you dump an incredible money of uh, amount of money on them, they don't necessarily have the school. So all that money, and you still can keep your school closed. That they don't want to hitch those things together at all. Well, that's just fantastic. Even the Washington Post had a headline about how all over the place the Biden administration has been on the: Do teachers need to be vaccinated or not? Is it a requirement? Is it a suggestion? Just all over the place. They really haven't had their act together on their messaging part of this. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Researchers studying the remains of a woolly mammoth have uncovered the world's oldest DNA sequence. In fact, it's so old, Andrew Cuomo is covering up its death. Huh? How you like that? I like it. Taking a shot at Andy Cuomo. Like that. Coming up, a story about the hottest new collectible market, digital collectibles. The only way this won't be interesting is if I do a poor job of explaining it, because it's fascinating. (laughs) It's hard to even wrap your head around. Accepting bets now. (laughs) Digital collectibles? Yes. Get to that in just a second, but first this. Uh, latest polling on where people are, Republicans are specifically on Trump and the party. Republicans by double-digit margins said they're willing to ditch the party to follow President Trump if he breaks out on his own. Members of the GOP, 46 to 27%, said they would put the Republican Party in the rearview mirror if Trump creates his own party. That's according to a USA Today Suffolk University poll. Wow. What are those numbers so again? So that's people that are already Republicans. 46-27 say they would leave the Republican Party and follow the new Trump Party. Wow. Half of those surveyed say they think the Republican Party should be more loyal to Trump, even if that means losing the support of those in the GOP establishment. Only 19% of Republicans said the party should pull away from Trump. Only 19%. Well, that's, that just settles that question. I mean, it's it not does. even close. No, it's not. What does Mitch McConnell do with that info? I don't know. The survey showed that Trump's support remains strong since he was acquitted, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Mitch McConnell does with that, uh, with that information. I, I mean, um, the, uh, the Clinton loyalists were a pain in the hiney for uh, Obama, for instance. I mean, that was kind of a division. It was that power base and that power base, but it wasn't like they were, actively angry at each other, I mean openly angry at each other. Only 19% of Republicans say the party should move away from Trump. Yeah, 
That's really interesting. The leadership wow. disagrees outside wow. of Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Well, and the Republican intellectual class is, they're just, they're unanimous. Trump's in the past. Right. Time to get back to good old Republicanism. Huh. Well, we'll see. So this, again, can I explain it? This story I'm reading, it says right here, the product itself can be difficult to explain and understand. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's the idea, I'll try to like really dumb this down before I get into the details. It'd be like um, baseball cards. People collect baseball cards, and you know if you know anything about this, there, there are baseball cards worth millions of dollars, and lesser ones worth thousands of dollars. Um, that is a thing. There is a market for that sort of thing. These are digital versions of that sort of thing. You just have the um, numbered, only one of its kind, or a few of its kind, digital version of these sports memorabilia things. What? Let me read so a little So I got like this. a picture of them? Uh, you get a little video. NBA Top Shot, a blockchain-based platform that allows fans to buy and sell numbered versions of video clips of player highlights. So it's a video clip of a player highlight called Moments. That's what the name of these things are. Generated $54 million in sales over the past seven days. It's already very popular. In fact, there have been $17 million worth of sales of these Moments in the last 24 hours. Great, Scott, this is crazy. The platform has attracted 33,000 new users in the past week. 475,000 transactions. So it's already quite popular. Digital collectibles. Um, included as a total, uh, in the total is a pair of, uh, Zion Williamson. He's a big NBA star and LeBron James moments that have sold for a hundred thousand dollars each. I don't get this. Aren't those uh, replays available uh, somewhere? I mean, it's just, I'll it's get, a, I'll get to it's a highlight. Film. Mark Cuban answers that very question. In just okay. a second. This has everything the sports card world has, but better and faster, said um, the uh, guy who's running Top Shot Market. This is the future of collectibles. And again, yeah, he would say that. Yeah, he would say that. Again, the product itself is difficult to explain and understand. Moments have been referred to as virtual trading cards, but a key component of success is that each individual NBA Top Shot video card has value due to, to its authenticity and scarcity being secured by blockchain technology. So it's got its own little, like, serial number, and it's guaranteed yeah. in the same way that Bitcoin is, that this is real and individual. It's slightly different from Bitcoin in that each individual Bitcoin is exactly the same, is in theory an exchangeable currency. These are NFTs, non-fungible tokens, a different version of crypto stuff that, that each one of these things is in and of itself its own unique thing that does not have a duplicate. I think this is way closer to Andy Warhol than it is anything with sports memorabilia. It's what is art is a picture yeah. of art the same as the art, and if not, why not? I mean, this is exactly the same thing. To me. And if I pay $100,000, because NBA is dead to me, so I'm going to pay $100,000 for a video of Aaron Judge hitting a home run 650 feet. I tune into SportsCenter and they got that same video, I'm going to be pretty pissed off. <laughs> Why? It seems very strange Why? to me. Why? The uh, Mona Lisa is worth whatever it's worth, $50 million. I can get you a, a brush stroke painting replica for 50 bucks. But the Mona Lisa is still worth what it's worth. Why? I don't know. 
Well, but I didn't buy LeBron James in my living room throwing the ball down. I mean, I bought the copy of the Mona Lisa. I guess that's that's my point. What did I buy? Mavericks owner Mark Cuban is a proponent of Top Shot, having made a few purchases on the platform himself. Of course, he's probably invested, and he's a billionaire, so he can afford to try to get something new started. He's also very big into the whole blockchain cryptocurrency stuff anyways. True. Yeah. Some people might complain that I can get the same video on the Internet anytime and anywhere and watch it. Yeah. I think you just said that. Cuban wrote in his blog, well, guess what? I can get the same picture of a Honus Wagner baseball card. I can get the very same picture on the Internet and print it out. That doesn't change the value of the card. Back to my Mona Lisa argument. Yeah, but he, you don't have the card. You have you are, the printout. You are confusing physical <laughs> ownership of a thing with the, the digital ownership of a unit, right? The, the, what are you going to do with the card? You're going to eat it? You're going to look at it. Whether you look at it and it's a piece of paper or it's a video, what the hell is the difference? But why am I paying for it? Why am I paying <laughs> so much? Why are you much? paying for the card? You could print out a picture of it. I'm telling you, it's Andy Warhol. And, and this exists far more in younger people who have, you know, they pay real money for digital costumes. So when they play games with their friends, their friend says, hey, nice sword. Right. The, the digital things are things that people will pay for. And it only increases that likelihood as you get younger in terms of. Uh, so if I like I do super well in the video game we're playing. And I then have ownership of LeBron, LeBron James throwing down, so I, I send you that video to gloat or what? Well, a lot of or make the, you watch it. Similar <laughs> collectible stuff. These this pe- is stupid. People are speculating <laughs> that this will become a more popular thing. Yeah. Now the, this nah, is stupid. So. Now the, why is it more stupid than the cards though? And not use like a three million dollar Honus Wagner, but like so. There's um, there's only. A, a, a thousand of this card, Mickey Mantle's, you know, final year card. There's only a thousand of them in existence, and they're worth this much. They do the same thing mm-hmm. here. They only they they only allow a thousand of the official LeBron James dunking in the finals videos. And each one of those has its own. This is number two hundred of the thousand, right? Yeah. it's individually marked. And okay. you own one of those, and so it's worth something as opposed to. Because you could, like, like Cuban says, you can print out a picture of that Mickey Mantle card, cut it out with scissors if you want. You've got the same thing, but it's not worth anything, and people don't get the same enjoyment out of it for some magical reason. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Baseball cards yeah. don't make any sense. Maybe I'm arguing this the backwards way. I'm not trying to say the video stuff makes sense. The baseball card thing doesn't make sense either, but it exists, and it has forever. I, I and guess comic so, books but, and all kinds you know, of different things. But but the TV stations are they have that video and they show it. So it's like the the Hannes Wagner card. You've got your local uh, or ESPN Sports Center every night. They print another fifty thousand Honus Wagner cards. That's the part that confuses me. You don't have How the do official enforce? one, though. You got to have the yeah, official. The, the, these are licensed okay. through the thing, and the, the the whole purpose is no. This is this is one of. 1,000 that we made, we are not making more of these. And now I know how the nurses feel in the asylum. <laughs> crazy people spout nonsense. <laughs> it is hard to wrap your head around. But well, in, it's giving me a headache. Is this just digital beanie babies, though, is, the is I think, a more appropriate thing. Is this Which just was a, a bubble. Yeah, it's just a bubble, a craze. People get in on it. I, I, I don't know, but I think that's a more fair criticism of it than... 
than at the the fundamentals of not understanding digital ownership of 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 things. It seems crazy to me, but I can't figure out why it would be less real than the baseball card thing. Right. I got the purple Princess Diana bear. I'll sell it to you for three cents. <laughs> and if it becomes just as a legitimate thing as the baseball thing, they are better investments because they, they can't get accidentally put in bike spokes or oh, yeah, washed away. Right? That'd be that, a mistake to put that in your bike spokes. spouting nonsense no, again. What, that's what Mark Cuban said. Um, uh, collecting stamps, cards, all entails considerable risk because the physical thing could be get wet, get ruined in a fire, get lost, whatever. You have all the fun, none of the risks, and the value is still set by the same laws of supply and demand, according to Mark Cuban. But again, right. I get if back to the... you can find other lunatics and <laughs> fools to, to buy your little video clip, then you win. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. I get back to the beginning of this, where it says the product itself can be difficult to explain and understand. Yeah, you know, well, that much is true. Although, like, when baseball cards first took off, or comic books or anything like that, you couldn't print out a, a, a replica of it. You couldn't. Correct. Because right now, you could get, I'm sure I could go online and get the full first Superman in color every page and print it out on my computer, and I'd have more or less the same thing. It's all in my mind that it's not the original Superman in terms of its value. Yeah, yeah. And you you wouldn't get that same weird joy of holding it and all. But how are you going to hold that video clip? It's It, it doesn't exist. So it's so to you, the, the, the value is in being able to hold it, which I is interesting. I think so, for reasons that I can't quite explain. Right. That's where it gets Andy Warhol on you. You know, yeah. he'd make prints of famous art and then say, this is art. And the people would say, no, it's not. <laughs> How is it not? He would say, um, I don't know. It's very confusing to me. We'll see if this lasts or if it's Beanie Babies. Humans, what are you going to do? Seven, They're crazy. $17 million in the last 24 hours worth of these have, have been sold. That is really interesting. Yeah, the human, the, the human beings. What a fascinating species. God, I got to come up with something like this. I mean, it is, it, snake oil salesmen would say, oh my God, you are something else. How did you come up with this? You don't even need right. any, you don't even have a physical anything. I just need a right. picture of snake oil. That's what I got to do. Pictures of snake oil. <laughs> I, uh, some sort of like video you download that's supposed to cure your uh, arthritis. You're blowing my mind. I just, I, I don't know. The modern world is not for me. I'm checking out. Uh-oh. Cry for help. No. <laughs> that was a sound Joe made earlier in the show. Can I hear that again? <laughs> now, that's where Joe is today, making <laughs> senseless sounds. We have no idea what's going on there. All right, here's a sensible sound for you. Speaker of the House, Donald J. Trump. What? Not only possible, likely. Then he's in charge of legislation and impeachment. What? We'll explain next. Have there been two Supreme Court decisions on Trump today? Or was one a different court? So the Supreme Court has rejected the Stormy Daniels case against Trump. So the Supreme Court is not going to take that up. I didn't know they'd been asked. I didn't either. 
How does it? You can't there even a, get your case reviewed before the Supreme Court, and did she did somehow? There was a possibility the Supreme Court was going to be discussing Stormy Daniels. That would have been exciting, um, but they're not. And then some court ruled uh, whatever the ruling was. The um, likelihood of. Uh, the district attorney's office in New York getting a look at Trump's taxes went way up with this ruling, from what I understand. Mm. If anybody ever gets a look at Trump's taxes, they will leak out immediately because that's just the way it is. I can't believe the whole question of Trump's taxes is still in front of the nation. I know. I know. I know. I I agree with Rahm Emanuel. If I was a Democrat, I would agree with him. Uh, When he said a couple of weeks ago, look, we need to move on from Trump. We just need to find other things to talk about as a, de- as a Democratic Party. Talk about things we're going to do. Well, I'm reminded of the old uh, saying, you might not be interested in politics, but politics is interested in you. You might move on from Trump, but is Trump moving on from you, Jack? The prediction has come, and it's a sound one. Trump runs for Congress in Florida wins in a landslide, and is elected Speaker of the House of Representatives. Um. So is anybody positing this other than just somebody who thought of it, just like a random listener? I'm positing it right now, for the record. <laughs> I'll sign it and date it. Because I think that would absolutely happen. If he ran... Uh, and I don't know about where he specifically lives. I don't know the politics of where he specifically lives. But he could certainly find a district anywhere in the United States where he could run, and he'd be elected 90% to 10. Right. Um, and then, at least in the current makeup of the House of Representatives, he would be, if the if the Republicans took it back, and I think they probably will, um, he would be elected Speaker. Absolutely. The numbers yeah. are, I mean, their numbers aren't even close. Now, granted, this Freaking sort of... Donald Trump Speaker of the House. Really? I'm telling you. you. And then he would probably immediately pass articles of impeachment for Biden on senility (laughs) or or hair plugs or Botox or something. I don't know. Is Botox a crime? (laughs) I don't think Botox is a crime. If you do it the way John Kerry did it, it should be a crime, but it isn't for most people. Um, uh, Even if he didn't do that, Trump being Speaker of the House, he could could wreak all kinds of craziness. And he'd certainly have, you know, the, the nation's ear again. Yeah, I would say there is precedent for this, Jack. Uh, John Quincy Adams lost his presidential election. Was also election. host of The Apprentice. That's right. Is that briefly. what you're saying? How many Twitter he, followers did he have? Yeah. <laughs> he grew bored in his retirement, felt his career was unfinished, so he ran for and won a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives in 1830. He went on to serve nine terms after being president. His last day in office was Abraham Lincoln's first day in office uh, as a congressman, which is kind of oh. an interesting historical note. Because John is. Quincy Adams was, you know, he, he viewed the Battle of Bunker, Bunker Hill with his father. And his last day in, in the uh, in the House chamber was Abraham Lincoln's first. So just kind of, I've always thought that's an interesting bridging of eras. Uh, being the president and then afterwards running for a congressional seat has similar vibes to going back to the high school football games when you're in college to me. It, it does now. I was actually thinking about this the other day because this is the kind of stuff I think about for some reason. The way the founders envisioned being president, it makes perfectly good sense. It was just an office. It wasn't the, you weren't king of the world. You weren't the only thing that mattered in everybody's life. The idea that your your career in public service would then include 
becoming a Supreme Court justice or a member of Congress or whatever. Sure. Make perfectly good sense by their standards. Today, it seems crazy. It seems exactly like what Sean was talking about. Because now, you win two terms, like Bush or Obama or whatever, you retire, you write your books, and people come to you because you've done everything that can be done in the world. Right. Because of the weird, stupid way we look at being president. Yeah, it should be a little more like, you know, a a town that uh, everybody on the board spends a year as mayor quote-unquote mayor, and then it's a rotating position, that sort of thing. It isn't the king of the world. Uh, Andrew Johnson also was a congressman after being a president. Um, I don't know how many terms he uh, s- served, and I-, I don't care enough to look it up, but uh, one or more. <laughs> <laughs> At least one. So going back to your old high school, when when did you use as an example? Uh, going back to the high school football games after you've mm. already been when you're yeah. in college. I remember those guys when I was still in high school. The guys that had graduated and they'd be at the the high school football game and still still dragging Maine with everybody else. And everything else. seems cool from that perspective, but then as you age, you look back and you're like, oh, oh that's just sad. Oh, loser, sad. <laughs> loser. <laughs> right. yeah, it's a little exactly. rough. On the other hand, Trump could do some of his Trumpiest Trumpin ever. As the Speaker of the House. Oh, I my mean, gosh. Holy, that might be yeah. better than being president in terms of being Trumpy. Standing there in the well of the House and just, just lecturing people all day. Oh, my God. Armstrong and Getty.